Coming at you from the Lone Star State, a pop culture podcast about movies, TV, toys, and other dorky things with a twist of real life dad stuff too. So here he is, Lucky the Dork Dad. This is the Dork Dad Podcast. What up, dorks? So here we are again with another episode, episode number 11. So we're starting 2019. It's a new year. I got a new intro. At least I'm trying out this new intro. Let me know what you guys think about it. Now, this whole podcasting thing, I'm, I'm really going to try to hit hard this year. You know, I started fooling around with this stuff last summer, getting my feet wet, as they say. And I really want to really get better. Um, so that is my goal this year. You know, since I've been doing this whole thing on my own... I've been having to figure shit out. I messed up a couple episodes. Uh, I deleted an episode. I did think about just stopping at one point. But I am determined this year to grow as a podcast and my experience podcasting. So one thing I really want to work on this year is incorporating guests, which I'm a debut today, which is a lot of fun. I just had to figure out how to do it. So <laughs> once I got all that squared away, um, I do have a guest for you today. I'm going to talk a little bit uh, dork news. We'll get into some Walking Dead stuff. And maybe I'll get into what's been going on with the family. So to start things off this episode, I had a little chat with Mr. Gerald Flores. He is the founder of Taco Gear. Uh, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's on Instagram and everything. Or just have a listen, right? So check it out. Okay, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Okay, folks. Uh, with us uh, today, we have the founder, creator, CEO, if you will, of Taco Gear, Mr. Gerald Flores. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you, man. Um, so, Taco Gear, uh, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, um, what exactly is Taco Gear? Okay, so Taco Gear is, in one sentence, it is a, an apparel brand completely dedicated to tacos and the lifestyle that that comes with. That's the one-word answer. <laughs> awesome. Um yeah, me, myself, you know, I, I noticed you on the web. Um, I don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. but, you, you know, you see ads all the time. You see T-shirt ads and, um, you know, it just kind of caught my eye and I, I, I clicked on, on your T-shirts to, to check them out and it just kind of rolled from there. <laughs> and I, I really, I really dig all your, all your designs, but um, you're not just T-shirts, are you? No, no, I do. Um, I do hats and uh, just different kinds of apparel, stickers, buttons, pins, pretty much all the like the standard kind of apparel stuff. Um, but yeah, outside of that, there's 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 other stuff too that Taco Gear's kind of evolved to, with like web shows and and stuff. We can talk more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you you design everything yourself. I do. Um, I would say like 95%. And see, and that's a thing that that's a thing that um, I've been I've been doing this for a little over three years now. And I remember as soon as I started, I was like, I have to be the one that designs everything. It's got to be me, like me, me, me. And I I don't know if it was like an ego thing or just number one, I didn't have money to pay anybody else to do it. Um, right. And I've been a, I've been a designer all my life anyway, so it just it just fit, and I knew I would know the brand the best. But there's probably there's like two two different designs um, that I actually um, had some friends make for me, and and uh, and their design friends. So, but for the most part, I am pretty much the the entire designer. I gotta say, you know, looking through everything, I am jealous. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could draw myself, really. Oh um, right. Well, you know, in all honesty, I'm not the best artist, um, I, like with drawing. But when it comes to like graphic design and and a computer. It, it really helps out a lot, like making shapes and stuff and stuff like that. But I couldn't actually, like, I can't sit and just draw like a horse. If you ask me to draw a horse just right. from memory, I could not do that. I mean, I could. Right. It's not going to be good, but I could try. 
And nevertheless, you do have a lot of talent. Um, Thank you. Um, and like I said, I really uh, am jealous because uh, I myself tried to start my own brand uh, a few years back. And we did okay, and um, but we're, we're no longer doing that. So okay. I, I, I know how tough it is. Um, so <laughs> it's I, very tough. Yeah, I envy you with that. <laughs> you don't envy how hard it is, though. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know how how hard it can be. Um, yeah. I think I think my problem is I was so e- eager to jump right into it, and and I think we just kind of fell apart. But I got you. So again, great idea. You know, tacos, the taco theme. Who doesn't love tacos, right? Everyone exactly. likes tacos. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that uh, tacos have broke through uh, cultural barriers. You know, even those in non-Latino households, you know, they, they've dedicated a, a week, a day of the week for tacos. You know, Taco Tuesdays, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so even though Latinos owe every day is Taco Day, right? That's right. See, and that's that's the thing too. Like, I, the one of the reasons, actually, the main reason that I started this whole brand, is uh, I was actually looking for a shirt myself. So I was looking for a taco shirt myself that I would wear, and at the time, I there was only like two shirts that existed. One of them was that um, the Taco Cat, you know, spelled backwards thing. Yeah. And then um, another one was uh, Let's Taco About It, which I'm I'm right. personally I'm super sick of hearing, but it right. still makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> so so those are the only two shirts that I could find. Now I I didn't look around for hours and hours and hours, but. Those are the only two shirts I could find, and then I was like, you know what? Let me let me just make my own, and I put that out there, and um, then I was like, well, maybe I should try and let me try and sell it. And I knew that I wanted I knew that I wanted to have like a brand dedicated for like a brand for me, but I honestly right. didn't kn- know what that whole brand was going to be. Maybe it was like Latino phrases, maybe it was just different types of stuff. But in the end, I said, let me just focus on tacos because there's a lot of good brands out there doing a lot of really good things. But I said, if right. I just focus on tacos, it's a lot easier for me to to come up with. The, I'm not trying to come up with the next best design. I'm just for you know Latinos. I'm just coming up with the next coolest like taco taco design, and that kind of led me to to start it, and it all just grew from there. But really, the thing I say in some other interviews sometimes is. I, I was looking for a shirt. I couldn't find it, or at least the ones I could find were not made by people who who really knew what tacos were. Right. So right. so that kind of led me to uh, to start it, and it's opened up a whole lot of whole lot of stuff for so me. So what what was your your first design? The one the one that started it all. The one that started it all was just a plain. Does it's the uh, you know that old that that tattoo font. That, um, yes. that people, okay, it was that, but the word tacos, and that was put on a shirt, and the shirt was okay, but then it, I put it on a hat. I put it on a hat the exact same time, and I think I had like 200 or so Instagram followers maybe at the time that were nice. probably all like family and friends, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, after, after it's funny because I think I got those by you know when you go in Instagram and it's like invite all your all the people that you're connected on Facebook yeah, to all your contacts. <laughs> yeah. I invited everybody. And, uh, and, and that's how I think I got to 200, but, um, I, I did that and I, I posted the, um, the design and I made a, I made a website for it and I put, I put it up on there for sale and it, it ended up going to led to one sale, uh, which led to a few more and people just slowly starting to spread the word, um, but that was the very first design, and that's the one that led to a, other stuff too, as far as like a book that I was in and some cool video stuff that I got to work on with some friends. But yeah, that was the very first one. Since that was the first one, would you say that's your favorite, or do you have a a couple other favorites out there? That's a good one. Um, I would say it's probably my. Uh, I would say it's my favorite, and maybe because of like what it means and what it right. what it led to. But I also love, um, I mean, the body by tacos. I love that because it's yeah. true. It's true I'll for so you, many of us. My my body is by tacos. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, there's a lot of bodies by tacos, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. And then there's a there's a cup um, like give me tacos or give me death. That's probably another. Those are probably my, my top three. But you ask me next week, I'll probably say, you know what, I really like this one too. <laughs> 
it's hard. They're like your children, so you can't really <laughs> pick your favorite yeah. one. <laughs> the the one the one that caught my eye, and I actually ordered one. It's the uh, the tacos spelled out in the shape of Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, I really like that shirt, and it it's kind of funny because I just like I said, I ordered it out of the blue. You know, I thought it was cool. I liked it. Um, thank you for that, by the way. No problem. And uh, when I got it, um, I just put it on casually, and my family was like, um, you got a taco shirt? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, um, where's my taco shirt? You know? <laughs> so <laughs> everybody liked my taco shirt, and we started looking through through all the designs. They, they still haven't decided what they want because, you know, there's so many cool designs. <laughs> but we will be definitely uh, ordering some more for the family. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you know that that's funny that you bring that up because um, these these shirts when I first started with them, though that was some of the feedback that I was getting. Like people are like, "Hey, I was wearing this shirt," and and so and so from like people look at it and they'll you smile or they'll, you know, I don't know. Maybe some of them are just rolling their eyes, but for the most part. People people look at those shirts and they it kind of strikes up a conversation between them. Like I like because who doesn't like tacos? Like you were saying, right? right. Like, I like I I like tacos too. And like, I mean, how do you look? At, how do you not look at a taco shirt and not smile? You know? Exactly. So let's see. Um, speaking of tacos, um, I wanted to see how uh, what you thought of uh, Taco Bell being recognized as America's favorite Mexican restaurant. <laughs> that uh there's a perfect meme out there that says like this is what happens when people don't vote <laughs> right right <laughs> this is why voting is so important yeah exactly. I, I i i saw that i i saw it because of the i think the only reason i saw that it was voted that was because of that meme about voting but um you know i did a little i did a little bit of research and i figured i found that they were they were kind of part of the why so many people started liking tacos outside of the latino generation um, right but yeah no I, yeah. I am not a fan of taco bell at all yeah i don't know if you really consider those tacos but no. but i understand why really this if you think of america that's probably the only mainstream or the mainstream uh mexican restaurant i guess but yeah i'm sure you know as well as i do the best places are the little hole in the wall places Oh yeah, there's um there's something that I, I've been saying that I I learned from a, a friend where he had said it like I think the more religious um artifacts in the taqueria the better that's gonna be. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so aside from homemade tacos, um mm. you know speaking of Mexican restaurants, is there a favorite spot that you like to go to um where you're from? Where you're from Corpus, right? Yes, I'm from Corpus. Yeah, there's um there's a handful of spots that I like to go to. Um, here in Corpus Christi, we're we're known for breakfast tacos. We have a a large amount of them. I know, like in East Texas, they're called you know burritos. They call them breakfast burritos, but here they're for us they're breakfast tacos. There's a place I like here called Southside Barbacoa, uh-huh. and they have, to me, in my opinion, like the fluffiest. They have like the the just the best tasting flour tortillas that they make. Those are my favorite. Nice, and, nice. Yeah. And, and then I get a combination taco for breakfast that's a chorizo egg, bacon, and potato. And my theory behind the potato is that the potato ends up soaking up some of the some of the chorizo grease. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of – like I'm really hungry right now talking about it. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's my theory behind that, and it tastes real good. And, um, I mean, they have a bunch of other really good stuff too. They're known for their carne guisada. So that's – that's my favorite place for breakfast tacos. And then there's another place in Corpus Christi called um, – it's called Papi Chulos, and I always avoided it just because of the name. <laughs> but but, but somebody probably. told me – yeah, exactly. But somebody told me about it, and we went one time because my favorite place was just way too packed. And I ended up uh, – my father-in-law, when we visit him in Eagle Pass, he makes machacado. Uh-huh. Uh, and they have some at this place, and it's really good. Nice. So I, I just get that when I go there. And then for um, just some like asada or um, some some pastor, I go to a uh, a truck here that uh, bounces around town called Taquitos Mitiera, and they have um, they can now be called award winning because we had our first taco festival here in September, which I was a part of, 
and uh, the people voted them best uh, best tacos. So they, and they are really good. Like they're really good. Nice. I'm gonna have to make my way down there. We we make the, our way down there a few times. I'm here in uh, San Antonio. So okay. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. Uh, you got definitely. a lot of. You got a lot of stuff over there in San Antonio. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, um, I always go to my mom. Uh, my mom always suggests new places. Every time I go see her, she's like, "Oh, you have to go to Los Arcos, or you have to go to uh, this place or that place." And a funny story about my mom when she hones in on on a new restaurant, like she'll get to know the whole staff and their family <laughs> and. <laughs> and I'll go with her to the restaurant, and she's like introducing me to the to the whole restaurant and staff, and they're like, "Oh, this is my son, and this and this. These are my grandchildren." I'm like, "Okay, mother." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She sounds like a cool cool lady. Yeah, she is. Um, let's see. So, I know you probably get asked all the time, right? What's your favorite taco? And I know you talked a little bit about it right now. Yeah. But um, to change it up a little bit, um, maybe you can tell us, uh, and maybe it is a taco, but I know what what I want to know is what is that that one dish or food um, that that just takes you to that happy place? I don't know if you know the the movie Ratatouille, right? And the yeah. scene at the end where the critic, you know, tastes the ratatouille and he he gets transported to when he was a little kid and just takes them to that happy place is there a, a, a food or anything that, that takes you to your happy place that's a really good question um ah that is a very good question i would i'd probably say <clears throat> it sounds cliche because it's part of my brand but i think tacos just in general um are will always take me back i mean if you put any if you put anything that's that makes sense in a in a tortilla uh, just the act of eating that and the act of uh, eating it with someone else too right kind of kind of really takes me takes me back home because it takes us to the times at the breakfast tables where we're where we're eating tacos and you know there's a TV on in the background that the dad's watching somewhere right. <laughs> and the mom you know is just is just there talking to you and your siblings and I think it just in general and you can kind of say that just with food but but tacos for me are kind of just that that meal um, as, as far as like the one kind that might really drive it home. Even though it's not my favorite, if I were to be sitting at a table and eating this, it would bring me home. My dad used to make uh, fajitas all the time, like mm. all the time. So just a really good fajita, uh, beef fajita taco with um, with yeah, the sauteed onions, onions. There you go. Yeah, with all that stuff and then, and yeah. then guacamole, all that. That probably would bring me back to home because he would do that like every Saturday. He would do that, so I remember that, and that would bring me back home. Nice. Now, for me personally, uh, <laughs> the one thing that takes me to that that happy place is it's a little out there. Um, um, but my favorite thing growing up was migas. Ah, right? yeah. And um, you know, and like a lot of us growing up, you know, things were rough and. Right. And so migas was was the one thing my mom liked to like to cook for me. And uh, mm-hmm. but the the crazy thing is that um, she would serve with uh, pork and beans. Now I know it I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> just the way my mom made the migas, she would like crisp up the tortillas or a little crunchy, and then um, throw some pork and beans in there. I mean, yeah, I mean that sounds I'm good. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Because it's a little crazy, but but yeah, it sounds but, good. But I also agree with you. Any kind of taco, I'm I'm down for. Right. Yeah, I I wouldn't get that same feeling with if you know like spaghetti or you know something right. like that. Right. So when you're not eating tacos and creating you know badass designs, <laughs> um, how else do you occupy your time? You know, any other hobbies? You collect anything? Yeah, no, that's an interesting question. I'll 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 do my best to like frame frame my day for you, so you kind of get a a good idea of it. Uh, during the day, my my full time job is uh, I'm the creative director at a web development agency. So nice. I do I do that from eight to five. So I mean I get to be creative all day. Do that from eight to five, and then 
as soon as I get home, have dinner with my wife, both of us work on our side hustles. And for me, it's Taco Gear. For her, it's a brand she has called So Bonita, S-E-W Bonita. So she has a brand, too, that's about to pass me up on followers on Instagram. Her, her brand is blown up. Man, nothing um, wrong with that. No, I'm really happy for her. I'm really excited about it. Um, so we both work on that. I'm the designer for her as well. Her whole brand is about uh, inspiring Latinas and just the culture in general. So she's gotten a lot of good buzz around her brand. And then we have our own podcast called So Taco, S-E-W Taco, where we kind of combine both of our um, expertises or at least knowledge. And every week we talk about uh, just different tips and, and you kind of get a good idea into our lives and how how we work and how we get along. And we answer questions sometimes from guests. But the whole thing happened because we were both get so many messages through Instagram or Facebook. Right. And, um about just starting like how do you start like what do you suggest for this and all we figured was like look we're not the experts but let's at least just share what we've done and tried and what we're doing and maybe someone out there would kind of benefit from that um because just starting is like the hardest thing to do is just start because you can over you can over analyze a lot of stuff and never start so that's all that packed in um kind of leaves a lot of my whole basically like my I, I plan and schedule out a lot of things. So in my free time, I love to go to the movies. Like her and I love to go to the movies, nice. and we love we loved it even more. Actually, um, have you do you watch do you or ha- did you ever watch Mad Men the series? Uh, I haven't. Um, I really wanted to get into that, but I, I just haven't yet. Okay, well if you do, there's um, I mean you know the whole premise is just uh, Mad Men and Manhattan ad agencies back in the you know fifties. Right. He, um, the main dude, he would go to whenever he would get stuck, like creatively, or he would go to the movies. He would just right. say, All right, I'm just going to go to the movies. And it makes sense because, like, when you and me go to the movies, I mean, we're, it's like life is on pause for that two hours. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's, yeah. We'd get taken away to a different, to a make believe place, and we're not thinking about anything, and we're just enjoying. The movie in the moment so her and i my wife and i love to do that we try and see as many as we can um that's what i do in my free time as far as collecting anything of course anything taco related i can i collect but i also collect um custom playing cards the united really? yeah like um the united states playing card company you know just the regular bicycle right. decks you buy mm-hmm. they um i used to be a magician whole nother story <laughs> I used <Yeah>. to be <laughs> nice I used a whole another bag of tricks. A whole another bag of tricks. I used to be a magician, and um, the the company that I would purchase my books from, they were one of the first to release a custom designed playing card deck with the United States Playing Card Company. Probably like, definitely over ten years ago. Probably more. Actually, yeah, like fifteen years or more. They released uh, those, and after they did, other magic companies started doing the same, and then people launched. You and I could do it if you want. Like we could, we could print them out with the United States Playing Card Company, some certain design that we had. But the minimums are like twenty five hundred decks or something. So wow. people started putting putting them on Kickstarter. So I'd get on Kickstarter and I would see what decks people are wanting me to back, and I would back those. Um, so I think now I probably have close to like, I think a little over like four hundred different uh, playing card decks. Wow, really? There's yeah, there's and then I was gift. I've I've been gifted them. Uh, and there was a period where, like, I would go to Walgreens, and Walgreens would have like a Looney Tunes one, you know. But it was still right. made. It was still made by Bicycle, the United States Playing Card Company. So I would buy that one, and like NASCAR. I would buy all of the ones that I found at HEBs or grocery stores, uh, is in addition to whatever different magic companies were releasing, because they were releasing the ones that are like intricately designed and like embossed with like gold foil and. And all that stuff. So I, I, um, those things are probably. I don't think I collect anything else outside of that. That's that's pretty unique. That's pretty awesome to me. Um, it's definitely different. It's not your uh, what everybody else collects, you know. Right. So definitely cool. Definitely yeah. different. And I gotta have one. I have one every time I buy a deck. I have to buy two. One so I can open it, and one so I never open it. Right. So. Exact. Same thing with toys. I mean, well, I, co- <laughs> I collect toys, but usually we have uh, one to stay in the box, nice and minty, and then one to play with. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because you can't just stare at it. 
No, no. So ha- did have you ever did you ever do a design for that or that is thought that, about it? That is so funny that you I was gonna keep rambling and I'm like, let me pause. But but uh I designed one I designed a taco deck close to two years ago and I've never released it. I'm like ninety percent finished. <sighs> Um, and it's a real, it's a simple one. Like with, with the, uh, United States playing United States playing card company, you're able to customize the back of the card, like the one design Uh that's the same on the back. And you're also able to customize all the faces. You can draw your own Kings, Queens, numbers, pips. Nice. Um, then you do the box and then you can even do the, the, the seal, the sticker. Um, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. So I started out with just doing the back design and the box Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm almost, I was almost done, but I think uh, one of the reasons I didn't release it yet, which my plan is to release it hopefully before March, because I really want to get it. Like, I'm almost upset with myself that it's taken this long, and it's one of those things that I preach all the time. Like, just do it, just do it. And I I made a video for it, like for Kickstarter. I shot it. I just haven't edited it yet or put the Kickstarter page up and got all the details done. But I will. But I'm really excited. And if that gets funded, um, then I'm gonna do another taco deck. But this one's gonna be way more detailed and intricate like actual like food looking this one that i have now is real clean um and like line drawn and, and a, basic the, yeah the king eating a taco instead of holding a <laughs> knife or... that 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 would be the future plan in the next one so let's see if this one gets any traction and then then i'll be able to do something crazy like that 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 sounds great you gotta you gotta make sure you let me know when you when you oh yeah run that campaign i will i will so you mentioned movies you, you and your wife What's what's the last movie you went to see? Uh, out after, I want to say I think Aquaman was the last one that we Aquaman. saw. Aquaman. What you what you think of Aquaman? I I I liked it. Um, I've gotten to a, I've gotten to a point when I'm watching movies where I'm like, okay, did it entertain me? If it did, then yes, like it was a good movie. It entertained me. Um. Was it like award winning or is like the best one ever? No, I mean it wasn't. I thought it was good. I thought they kind of, I thought they did a good job of not putting. Maybe they, they, they might have put like five percent too much humor in it. They could have scaled back just a little bit. Yeah, a little um, over the top. A little bit, but it could have been a lot worse, like some of the other DC movies. Um, I, I got into a debate the other day, um, a very short one with a, a guy we were actually interviewing at work. <laughs> We were we were we were interviewing and he's we talked about it and um he said he watched it it, it was relevant the way it came up and I said like I I said it, it was okay it was it was it was it was entertaining it was good but it was no Wonder Woman and uh, <laughs> and he was like eh, I don't I don't think Wonder Woman was better than that and I was like what because <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion Wonder Woman is it's the in my opinion it's the best DC movie out there and probably one of the better um, overall comic book movies. It was just, they did a really good job with her. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think I still have mixed feelings about Aquaman. Um, <laughs> to me, it was just okay. Um, I know it's getting a lot of praise right now, but I, I think that's just because of such a, what a bad movie that uh, Batman versus Superman was. Everybody wants to, yeah. D, everybody wants a DC movie to do good. I think that's what it is more than, it actually being a good movie, but there's a lot of pressure on DC. It seems like, oh yeah, um, Marvel's got them beat, you know. Yeah, and you know, I thought, I think, um, I think one of the things, like with DC, <clears throat> I think one of the, or I think one of the reasons we liked Aquaman so much is like Jason Momoa is just a cool guy. Yeah, and I think, I think we were fed that so much before the movie ever came out that we were like, yeah, he's a cool guy, so I'm gonna like what he does. <laughs> Yeah, and like to me that that's what I liked about the movie is, uh, you know, he was actually my favorite part of Justice League, you know, in that okay. in that mess mess of a movie. But <laughs> <In> that, <laughs> you know, the, that's the funny. whole the whole my man thing, you know, I like that. Oh yeah, you know, I uh, my wife said this too. I think uh, I think in Aquaman they could have done a better job with the villain. Um, the one the guy who ended up being the villain and coming coming back at the end, yeah, I forgot his, his name. His brother. His uh, ocean no, 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 The one uh, yeah, Aquaman killed that killed that guy's the, dad in the sub. Oh, the Black Manta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was all right, but like, yeah, could have picked a better dude. I, I don't really think he should have been in that movie. He's, he didn't, he didn't really have much to do with the story. I don't know. 
no, like an afterthought almost, right? Like let's yeah. throw something in there. That way he can come back at the end and we have a reason to continue. Right. Yeah. But but I'm really hoping um, DC does good. I'm, I'm really waiting for this uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker movie. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of him. I just I'm already like just cringing at all the people that are going to come out and just compare him to to Ledger, which Ledger yeah. is amazing, but like yeah. just let it be. Let's give Joaquin yeah. a chance. Like I said, I'm a fan of his too. I'm just I'm hoping it's good. Yeah, me too. Um, let's see, so I know you do uh, other things than just t-shirts. Um mm-hmm. uh, I know your your uh, your web series or on YouTube, the Taco Chair. Right? Yeah. So I, I have to say, um, I didn't, I didn't really know about that until um, I started talking to you about this interview. Sure. But um, I went and watched them, and that is just, it to me, it's it's top notch, top notch. Oh, oh um, thank you. Can you can you talk a little bit about Taco Chair and what that is? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, thanks for watching. I really appreciate that. Um, the Taco Chair for me. It is, uh, and I actually released a bonus episode explaining more about it too. You can check that out too. Um, but it's, it was, it all happened by accident, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, uh, a long story short about what it, it is for people listening and want to hear the gist of it. It's, uh, I, I put local creatives in my hometown. I put them inside of a director's chair that's got a setup on the back that my wife made. And I call it the taco chair because they sit in there. We learn about them. We learn about what they do. And then they eat their favorite taco in this chair. And we talk about their favorite taco. And then we talk about tacos in general, what they mean to them, um, why they love them so much. We just get their opinions on them. And that's it. But I try and each episode I try and showcase that person's creativity within it so uh in one case we have a baker and she's making she makes a cake for us so throughout her interview i'm showing clips of that and uh then there's like an epic montage at the end where she makes a cake and same thing for a local um potter she makes a custom mug for us um but it turned into it turned into that whole series based off of um i actually wanted a blog i wanted a blog about it because I uh, thought blogs were like the thing I needed to get on my website for more keyword searches and just to be just to be relevant. And I was like, let's do this thing where I put people in a chair, I take a photo, and I, I ask them what their favorite taco is, and then we do a little a little interview, and I put that in a blog. And um, it turned into a procrastination for whatever reason because uh, I I couldn't find the right chair, I couldn't. Well, do right. I take the do I take the chair to them? Do I take a photo there? <laughs> I'm not that good of a photographer. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and um, then uh, I uh, I ended up joining the uh, the Tacos of Texas are some friends of mine. They're on Instagram too. The Tacos of, uh, Tacos of Texas, and they uh, they wrote a book about the Tacos of Texas, and they did a whole road trip, and they went to different major cities in Texas, and they focused on. Not necessarily the best, but what is that city known for? Right. And then that book turned into a web series uh, that they got funded by PBS. Nice. And they they asked me to they they took my tacos hat that very first design, which means a lot, which that's one of the reasons it means a lot to me. They took that hat, they reached out to me and said, "Can we use this as our official hat for this book?" And um. And can you make us another design for it? it? Says the Tacos of Texas, and I said, Yeah. We became friends. They put me in the book, uh, and then when it came time to do the web series for them, they um, invited me to uh, help uh, as a field as a field producer for um, for all the all the different episodes. So we traveled, we traveled, and they did seven different cities, and we did a web series, and um, it's already aired it's the tacos of texas it's awesome but when i was watching them and really learning more about filmmaking and what they were doing um i was like you know what let me just turn that that taco chair idea into into a wet a video let me just film and that's how the whole thing started and um it it was sporadic at first like i did one and then i did another one you know like a few weeks or a month after but then there was this like long gap, like of like months and months and months, and then I started again, and then I tried to finish strong, and uh, I, I had I had a lot of fun with it. I learned a lot. Um, it, it it was a fun project for me. Anybody that's listening, they should go check it out. And I made a website for it too, the taco chair, dot com. 
I definitely need YouTube subscribers <laughs> because I don't. YouTube is a hard beast to punch through. Um, but a, a lot of the views for these videos are on Facebook, like a lot of them, but not that many on YouTube. So people can check it out there. And I will actually be um, starting production for season two. And I'm taking nice. it like, m- much more serious. This time is much more serious. I have all the talent lined up and I have all the dates scheduled for when I'm filming everyone. So I will be finished with filming nine episodes by the end of March. It's just me by myself and I'm traveling to Dallas this, uh, well, I'm not sure when you're going to release the podcast, (laughs) but, but I'm traveling, uh, this weekend in, in January to Dallas to do the first one. Awesome. Yeah. I I really like, um, well, I guess your season one. I really like that. Yeah. Just just the stories that they tell, you know. Yeah. It's all about family and 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 what they remember and and it's 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 really good. It's really good. Everybody, um, you need to you need to go check out the taco chair. Yeah, there was things I learned. Like in one of them, she, I didn't realize one of the people in the chair, her grandmother had a the first tortilla factory here in Corpus Christi. And I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's closed now. But I was like, what? And then I didn't know about that. And then a friend of mine who collects art, he's like, oh, yeah, I have a photograph of that tortilla like, or that, that factory in black and white. And now I like, I'm jealous of that mm. photograph that he has framed of that like, place. I want that. Yeah, I'm very close to stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Taco, you mentioned the podcast with your wife. I, yeah. I, I, think, that's a, I think that's beautiful. Um, you supporting each other. And you're both the both of your projects, so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. the 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 best thing about that podcast is that like we're we're as up open and honest as as we would if you were our friend. Like we're gonna tell you the ups, the downs, whatever's going on. Uh, as a matter of fact, like it's been such a high. Like everyone's been like, thank you so much, and we get the messages, and we get like people posting on Instagram and just saying I'm listening to this, and it's helping me while I'm working on my side gig or I'm crafting or whatever. But I, I got like my first negative review and like, it was like, Ugh! like it hit me so hard in the gut. And I remember like, uh, I remember we got, I got it on a, we record Thursday nights and I upload Fridays or uh-huh. we were, or sometimes Thursday nights is when I upload. But uh, Thursday in the morning I looked and I saw that there was that review and ugh, she said the ugliest stuff. And I would call my wife and I was like, did you see this? And uh, I'm, I'm a pretty resilient dude. But man, when someone like a little personal attack like that, like it just it hits you. We're human. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, and, and we did a really good job of addressing it on the podcast only because that podcast was like specifically designed to be open with everyone. Like, hey, this is what just happened. This is how I'm dealing with it. And this is what I think about it. Um, but I can tell you. We, like we never we never addressed what it actually said. Um, mm. Well, kind of we we kind of did, but somebody called me a. You don't curse on this podcast, right? Yeah, no. go ahead. Okay. Well, somebody called me an asshole, and uh, they they the title of the the title was like wife yes husband no, <laughs> and, huh. uh, and it had like two stars, and it 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 said that I was um that because uh, I had to do two episodes without my wife because she was sick and she was coughing. Uh huh. Uh, so I did two by myself, but this person said that, um, it was great until I had, until it was just me. And that, that's when they realized like Elena, my wife was like the star, uh, and that I sound like a condescending asshole. And I was like, what? And, <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently I'm condescending. I sound condescending. I sound like an asshole. And, and then I was like, I asked some of my close friends, I was like, Hey, honestly, like for real, do I sound like an asshole? And <laughs> And they were like, no, They're you like, don't. Uh, yeah, no. They were like, yes, of course. It's about time somebody <laughs> else recognized it. No, but like I, I figured like, eh, number one, you can't please everybody. Like you can't. Nope. She said my voice was annoying and I sounded like an asshole and I was condescending. Those were like all the ugly things. But I was like, well, I can't change my voice. <laughs> um, I'm not being an asshole. I guess that's your opinion. Uh, but oh, I, I think what, I think what, com- what happens is like I, I. We're both we're both very passionate on our podcast about talking about like what we've been through and right. what we're going through. So it comes off as extremely like I don't want to say cocky or confident. I'm just telling you like what I know. Right. And 
and if, if if that sounds arrogant, she didn't say arrogant, but if that sounds like me being condescending, then like don't listen. Right. But it's uh, I think it's so weird when people take the time to go leave a negative review. And then the thing that like brought it all home was I said, you know what? She never said anything about the content we were talking about. She never said that the content we were talking about was bad or the advice that we were giving was bad. She was just complaining about me. She doesn't like your voice. She doesn't like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So uh, your review really doesn't mean shit to me. So gotcha. But, but what was sad about that is all the other positive reviews that we had were outshined by like this one girl's like darkness. <laughs> so I had to I had to darkness. like get over that and I was good and I I, I was good. But we're we're good now. <laughs> yeah, you know you can't you can't take uh what people write on the internet too serious you know you got trolls out there that they just do that kind of stuff just to get a rise out of people right yeah um i don't know if you know the whole um uh star wars story you know the the actress that plays the rose in um the last jedi the little asian girl oh yeah yeah and they people were trolling her so hard that that she should die and she shouldn't have been in that movie and she had to like shut down her all of her social media because of all these trolls so that's horrible man that is it so is horrible. it is i mean i'm sure she was excited right she i'm in a star wars movie and then people just just dogging her after that but yeah okay yeah i don't know so, how you can have so much hate in your heart <laughs> yeah so you, you can't you can't take a take what people say uh, seriously on the internet. Um, you're right. You're right. So, so taco gear. So you got, um, new web series lined up. Um, you got your podcast. What, what else can we expect from taco gear in 2019? Um, that's, that's a great question. So 2019, I'm, I'm going to continue to release new designs of shirts and apparel and whatever else we come up with. Um, that's always going to continue the web series. Uh, so I, I mentioned like finishing off all of, uh, the pre-production they're filming by, by the first quarter, I would love to release it all by the like late spring, early summer, but I'll announce more for that. Um, cause what I want to do is release them like one a week. That way it's like, right. okay, episode or season two has got 10 it actually has nine. Season two has nine episodes, and we're releasing one every week. That way, you don't have to wait to see when la- when Gerald gets off his lazy ass to go. <laughs> like, people know one. when it's coming out. There you go. Um, the Taco Deck is a big, you know, fun project of mine. I'd love to finally launch on Kickstarter. Um, and that's those are kind of the major things. There's actually something that happened um, to me. The day you, the day after you emailed me about this podcast, uh-huh. um, a big company reached out and wanted wants to use my shirts in an ad campaign that they're doing um, starting uh, in summer. So that's awesome. I'll tell you more. I could t- I could tell you guys more as it develops, but I was freaking out because it's probably like the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. But I was freaking yeah, out. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> right? Yeah. I was like, "What? Huh?" Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you want what? Mine? <laughs> you but, sure? Yeah. You, yeah. You got the right guy. Uh, but yeah. So that that's uh, it's it's gonna be um, it's actually a magazine that gets sent out to all the owners of a specific type of vehicle. Nice. And, and um, they were telling me that the distribution is because uh, I was reached out to by the ad agency, the ad agency that that is like they do the work for this client, mm-hmm. for this uh, car manufacturer. We will say, um, but yeah, it's going to be online and it's apparently going to be in 4.5 million um, magazines when it gets sent out. That's what made my heart go like what? Wow. So, um, so hopefully that happens. Because it actually, um, I actually just sent them everything uh, today um, for the photo shoot that they're doing, and uh, I'm super. It's gonna be a really hard secret for me to keep because I have my close friends. I'm gonna tell them, but then you have those other friends where you tell them stuff sometimes, but you know they're real chismoso, so you're not gonna say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not gonna tell you. Right. You're you're gonna tell everybody. So. 
Well, anyway, uh, those are the big things that are going on with me. Well, now you got me wondering if it's uh, the <laughs> car company I work for. <laughs> if, I cannot uh, confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you know about a car company in San Antonio, then you might guess where I work. But <laughs> um, let's see. So, anything, uh, anything else you want to plug? Any shout outs? Or, or you know what? Like I mentioned, I'm in San Antonio. Are you going to be coming to San Antonio on one of your uh, trips? Yeah, I actually have two Taco Chair episodes scheduled uh, for San Antonio. One's in San Antonio for sure, and the other is uh, a little outside, I think. I forgot where, but closer to New Bronzeville's, uh, where I'll be filming another another person. Well, maybe it is closer to me. Um, I, I say San Antonio, but I'm just north of San Antonio in a little suburb called Shirts. So okay, I know it's not I'm that. At. Okay, okay. Nice. Uh, as far as shout-outs go, man, I I think uh, I know everybody listening to this podcast is the first time they've heard of, of me and my brand, so I appreciate all that. Uh, the, but a lot of it, again, um, if if they're interested in tacos and learning like a lot about them on Instagram and the people who are really really a fan of them, uh, Tacos of Texas, those are my friends, and they are a big part of how. Um, successful my brands grown so i think they should give them a follow and of course my wife so bonita um, sew bonita and you know our podcast so taco sew <laughs> and is that uh you can find you on facebook instagram all that stuff yeah uh so tacos on instagram and then our podcast is wherever you listen to podcasts you can find it and um yeah tacos of texas those guys are on instagram so bonita she's on instagram she has a facebook too and uh, so do the Tacos of Texas, but that's it. The only thing we don't have a Facebook yet for yet is So Taco, but I don't think we're there yet. All right. Well, Gerald, I got to say it was a pleasure talking to you. I, I appreciate taking time out of your busy schedule with all the things you got going on to yeah. to talk to me about uh, about what you got going on. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on here. I listened to some of your other episodes, and they were entertaining, so – I was like, oh, this will be fun. Nice. Nice. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So that was a lot of fun talking to Gerald. Thank you again for uh, spending some time with me. Knowing he was coming on the show, I did post up uh, a Dork Dad question on what is your favorite taco? And I got a bunch of responses. Let's start off uh Justin on Facebook says, are there any bad tacos out there? He says, almost any type of breakfast taco. He says, there was a little hole in the wall on Couples Road, Garza's, that used to make the best carne guisada tacos. But he says, beef fajita tacos are the all-time great. I got Matt Lichtenauer on Facebook. Says, barbacoa for breakfast, fajita or carne asada for lunch or dinner. Let's see what else we got on Instagram. The Darth Dad, Jesse. Says, just a simple carne asada with cilantro, onion, and lime on a corn tortilla. He says, it took him 15 years to find a decent taco in Ohio. And shout out to Tacaria Mixteca and Trotwood. It's a family style place that just won Mexican, best Mexican food and best taco in Dayton. Nice. Then he goes on to say the best though is the homemade pozole they have on the weekends. Which I'm down for that. I love pozole and menudo. I love menudo. Who else we got? 80s baby Dario. Says, so I don't have much good Mexican food around, and I'm only really familiar with Taco Bell. Come on, man. <laughs> but he does say that he makes tacos every now and then. Uh, flour tortillas, steak strips, and peppers, diced red onions. Uh, he says, received beans. Um, how about some spell check, Dario? I know you mean refried beans. Sour cream, cheese, lettuce, corn, pico de gallo. Yep. Sounds good, brother. 
Twitch. And next we got Black Hole Comics on Instagram. I love me a pollo asado taco. I can eat it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. But you know what really hits the spot when you're drunk as fuck? Some Jack in the Box tacos. <laughs> and that's, uh, I agree with that 100%. When you're drunk, those are the best tasting tacos in the world. Let's see who else we got. Mervine48 says Al Pastor, hands down. But he's very picky, so if a spot has shitty tacos, he won't go back, even if everyone else says it's good. So, alright. And Big Pop 512 on Instagram says, All tacos are good tacos. 100%, brother. 100%. All this taco talk is making me hungry, but we gotta move on with the podcast. So, we got some dork news. Let's see, I want to touch a little bit about some Walking Dead news. So, again, I really like what they're going in both shows, Fear and and The Walking Dead proper. And I'm really excited. I can't wait till next month when they come back for the second half of Season 9. But that's not what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about uh, Austin Emilio plays Dwight on the main show. Has reported he'll be joining the cast of Fear the Walking Dead for season 5. Now this will be the second crossover for the show. Which had one of my favorite characters, Morgan, make his way to Texas to join the Fear crew. So I'm both excited and worried at the same time. So the last time we saw Dwight was at the season 8 where he was pretty much exiled and set off to find his wife Sherry who... Who we believe is still alive. So we have to assume that that's what Dwight's doing, right? Uh, so is this what leads them all the way to Texas to meet up with Morgan and the gang? You know, I, I like Dwight's character and I'm excited to see him back. But it just seem just really makes it seem like a really small world if he runs into a Morgan, you know, a thousand miles away from, from where they are. So I hope the writers have come up with a, a believable plot to follow. Now, I was looking forward to the next season already, but now I'm even more intrigued. I can't wait to see see what happens. So we got some Star Wars news. I guess news. The Resistance, the animated series, has been greenlit for a second season. Now, I know I have praised Star Wars animated shows before, specifically Clone Wars and Rebels. and I really had high hopes for this show, but so far it's been a little bit of a letdown. Maybe it's because I've only watched like the first two episodes, but I, I just wasn't sucked in by the characters like I was the other ones. Maybe it's, maybe it's the cast. The cast is a bunch of people we don't know. You know, Clone Wars, he had characters that everybody knew, all the main characters. Um, and then Rebels, there was some new characters, but, you know, you, you quickly fell in love with them. Um, so, I think I'm just going to wait and see until the season's over and try to binge the whole thing. See if it hits me that way, but... Regardless of what you think of Resistance, Season 2 is on the way. Let's see, sticking with cartoons, any Trekkies out there? Yeah, I didn't think so. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm no Trekkie by all means, but... Um, and I don't know anybody who is, but... Maybe that's why CBS is moving forward with a new animated series called Star Trek... Lower Decks. It's supposed to be a 30-minute comedy about the maintenance workers and the lower-ranking members of the Starfleet. I guess it sounds interesting, but I think the main plan here is to get uh, Star Trek more appealing to the younger folks, in my opinion. I mean, if Star Trek is going to continue, they need new fans. You know, All these... Trekkies 
they're a bunch of old dudes they love the old shows so I guess this is CBS's way of trying to do that I think it's I think it's a good attempt but the bad thing is it will be on their streaming service the CBS All Access which I don't know anyone that has that or has been watching that Star Trek Discovery show and speaking of streaming services uh, I'm going to go on a little rant this is probably an old argument but you know so we got CBS All Access you got the DC service Hulu Prime YouTube Red Netflix Disney Plus you know plus a bunch more services in the works you know what is the future of cable how many people still have cable as for me right now I do I have cable we did go about two years with no cable we cut the cord we cut the cord cold turkey you know we just did the whole Netflix Hulu we did sling TV which is which isn't bad um it took my family a little getting used to, uh, but we managed. You know, when we moved into the house we're in now, my wife said she wanted to get cable again, so we got cable. So now we've been two years back on cable. I think the hardest thing uh, for people to get over with going straight streaming is that you lose the experience of just turning on the TV and there's something already on the whole um, you know channel surfing you know until something catches your eye and then and you start watching it that was the way to that we found new shows by channel surfing now with straight up streaming you have to sit there and pick something to watch you know it's for a lot of people that's too much effort they just want to turn it on and and that's it you know a lot of people myself included just sometimes turn on the TV just to have noise in the background while we're doing other things and another thing is uh, local channels you know I know you can pick up local channels on an antenna but it's just it's just not convenient and maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just where I live but I always get freezing and tiling on my local channels when I try to use an antenna and I've used all kinds of antennas from the cheap $5 antennas to antennas that cost over $100 and they all work the same they all suck so I think the main reason people uh, wanted to cut the cord is to save money well you still need high-speed internet and then you pay you know 10 to what 14 bucks for each of these streaming services and then you got more services on the way which you end up probably playing paying the same or if not more than you were when you just had cable so I don't know I know this is not new news. People have been cutting the cord for a while now, but what I'm getting at is cable companies just need to throw in the towel. I mean, not quit completely. They just need to they just need to change the way they do things because they are definitely definitely losing the battle. Now, what I think if they're smart, and I guess if I was in charge, this is what I would try to do. So, we still need them uh, for our internet, right? So, either way, we need some kind of box or modem. That's that's a must. They should just come out with some kind of smart box. So, similar to Apple, Fire Stick, Roku, or Reveal, or whatever box you use, they should have access to all of your streaming services now I don't mean like a regular uh, smart box or, or smart TV this is my point so 
Right now we pay cable companies to get access to certain channels, right, at a set price according to, you know, whatever package we want to see. Well, I think maybe cable companies should work on combining all the streaming services. So, my point, why couldn't it be worked out to have one bill, let's say, let's just say to your cable company, they would give you access to whatever streaming services you wanted. So instead of paying for everything separate, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, whatever, you can get a package, you know, with your locals and all these streaming services at one price. I mean, I don't know if that's even possible. There's probably a lot of paperwork and, you know, a lot of legal stuff to go through. But to have everything in one box, I don't know. That's just, that's just some of the things I think of sometimes. But what do y'all think about cutting the cord? So let's see. I got Big Mike on Facebook. Says, I haven't watched TV regularly in about five plus years other than the game once in a while. Says, the content I get from YouTube and Netflix is far more relevant than the hot garbage they shovel into our brains from mainstream TV. Uh, nowadays, I'd rather much listen to an audiobook than watch a televised show. All right, all right. It says, side note, in 2016, he had a job the phone for a regional cable provider as a customer service rep says he got a sneak peek at how both sides of the business really operate and he left after three months so so that's something to think about I see also on Facebook Aldo says never had cable and never will I'm sorry you're poor (laughs) I see Jesse on Facebook Says he hasn't, but he should. Says he has Netflix and Hulu. And not sure why he has reservations about cutting the cord. Says, I guess there's still part of me that likes to get lost in TV land. Just watching what's on and not always spending an hour trying to find what to stream. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Let's see who else we got. Dario 80s Baby says... I think the cable won't go nowhere. Some people still prefer cable TV. And as long as the premium channels keep providing original content, there's a reason to keep it. Says he has a fire sick, so I don't have cable. Nice. Who else? See, uh, Rich El Sinestro from the RU says he's cut the cord two years running. Says we currently stream using apple tvs on every tv uh subscribes to hulu prime netflix hbo now playstation view this cable and satellite providers are for the birds they haven't kept up with the tech and the fees and surcharges with taxes is a racket says he does have a huge suggestion for those potential cord cutters to look into the reveal too and then you could thank him later and on Instagram, we got Big Pop 512 David says, uh, we're thinking about it. You know, DirecTV has their own version of Sling. And he says, I think once the Disney Plus launches, that we are going to. So thanks, everybody, for that feedback. And again, me, I, personally, I don't mind just streaming. Um... I kind of like it. It's just getting the family on board. Uh, and like I said, it's just, again, there's just something about turning on the TV and something's on. You don't have to search for it. But nevertheless, we all know changes are coming. So who knows what the future lies. Well, folks, I think that's that's going to do it for this one. So again, I want to thank everybody that... Uh, Send in their comments about tacos and TV. And another shout out to my guest, Gerald Flores from Taco Gear. Be sure to check him out on the Instagrams and Facebooks. And 
check out his t-shirts check out his merchandise it's 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 pretty awesome and until next time i'll see y'all later you've been listening to the dork dad podcast please remember to follow like subscribe and share with your friends until next time keep it dorky